G'day folks and welcome to another episode of the Club Rugby Collective. My name is Brendan Source Hotel from Queensland Rugby Union and it's a special week. Our Queensland Premier Rugby Clubs, they've gone back to training with uh, limits of 20 people per group and some other restrictions in place. But to talk us through how things are tracking, we're joined by Brothers Captain Tom Maloney. T-Bone, how are we, mate? Yeah, source very well, mate. And yourself? Not too bad, mate. Now, first week back at training, mate, must have been uh, good to be able to rock up at Crosby with everyone on uh, Tuesday and Thursday night this week. Yeah, it's, um, it is good to be back. It's obviously some restrictions and things around that. Uh, there wasn't too many high fives and handshakes going around, but um, no, it's good to be back around the lads and uh, getting back into it. And, mate, obviously it's been... Um plenty of uh, time between drinks in terms of getting the group all together again, mate. What was just sort of some of the reactions from the boys just to be able to sort of have everyone um, back together um, on, on Tuesday night when everyone sort of came together for that first time? Um, oh, obviously a bit of jubilation. It, there was obviously a period there uh, where no one really knew what, what would happen and, and how long we sort of had to sit out. Um, there was obviously those original dates at that, that, um, Rugby Australia had set and they were obviously going off uh, the Australian government's direction. But, um, you know, once you can finally get something set in stone, uh, it was good to, you know, finally have that reality and, and join in and come together again. Now, mate, as we've mentioned, um, there's some restrictions in place. So for, for those who weren't aware, last weekend, Volunteers from around the state, about 400-odd, went through COVID-safe training and we now got COVID-safe officers at uh, each club and obviously with limits of 20 people in a training group, no cross-mingling and all sorts of other uh, restrictions in place. It's a bit of a different training experience. Um, Tommy, walk us through sort of what um, your sort of process is, a brother's now, when, when you pull into the car park there. Yeah, so... Um those that know brothers there's obviously that main sort of car park that runs through the middle of the two fields uh so every well, that's that's where everyone will park um the main fields now sort of cornered cornered off uh regards to the fencing's closed and all that and there's an one entry point um and then further away from that's a an exit point once you enter uh we go through to the visitors change room where we scan a check-in code um, and also got our temperature checked. Um, from there, you sign in, roll through the to the bathroom there, uh, wash your hands, walk through the um, or our change room and then you have to um, head straight to the training area that, um, that you'll be working in. And from there, you have to bring your own water bottle. Um, and as mentioned before, there's no handshakes, high fives. You can't um, huddle up or anything like that. And um, as you say, there's on the on the top field of a Tuesday and Thursday at the moment, there's two lots of 20 uh, training in, in uh, half of the field each with a sort of a 10-metre buffer in between that. And if any balls get kicked on the other side, they've um, got to go through a disinfectant and... and yeah, there's, a, there's plenty of measures in place for, uh, you know, the health and safety of everyone. That's probably worth touching on there, mate. Obviously, while you guys are transitioning through the change rooms, um, you're not allowed to actually, you know, rock up with your footy bag and sit down and put on your boots. You've got to rock up, 
be ready to go and you guys are obviously just utilizing that space as a as a check-in procedure yeah exactly that so you got to walk in with your boots on um they just obviously want to eliminate any opportunity that you'd sort of be touching anything outside of what you've brought Mm. um so yeah there's obviously a lot of measures in place but i think for the long run uh for us for the sake of us getting back to play some footy um it's it's not much well, I suppose that's a key thing to touch on, mate. Uh, you know, considering you, you know, people can go to the shopping centre and there's heaps of people there now and all that sort of stuff. The measures in place can seem a bit full on, but with the end goal of playing footy again, um, do you think that sort of all the players are sort of pretty much on board just to to do what they've got to do for the moment to uh, to reach that point? Yeah, I think uh, from the perspective of a player, all all clubs would have gone through a you know, three or four month pre-season prior to the trials, which we all um, probably got to do our last one of before going into a season, which then didn't eventuate. So um, having to redo a pre, well, a mini pre-season in some senses um, to play some footy, I think doing those small little things of washing your hand on the way in, um, you know, a small easy check-in on your way through and uh, the exit to check out, um, and obviously the ones throughout training, it's it's um, something that everyone wants to take pretty serious to give ourselves an opportunity, as I said, to uh, play some footy this year. Brothers, mate, obviously in terms of your numbers, you had seven senior teams last year competing um, with the fair chunk of them all playing finals. Um, in terms of logistics at the club, how you manage that, as well as Colts and a women's teammate, how has you guys sort of separated up things across the facility and across different nights to cater for everyone? Yeah, so the club um, has done a good job in that sense. Uh, I'd imagine um, our rugby director, Ryan Schultz, and, and Matt Kay um, have put in some pretty good measures. We obviously only having the two fields. We've always had, uh, well, the last couple of years anyway, our Colts and women train on a Monday night. Um, our grades teams train um, Tuesday, Thursday, and sorry, and our Colts and women train Monday, Wednesday. Um, that obviously limits the numbers on those nights, but uh, when we do have grades, we have also got um, that down near the cricket, um, Allen Border field there. Uh, that's another area that they've been able to utilise. Um, so they've They've broken the top field down in two for the grades nights. Um, and then down at the bottom, um, I think that's broken up into three or four sections. So, yeah, there's been a few, um, few obviously, meetings over that and how they broke it all down. But, um, you know, as you say, there's a fair few people to get around and, and um, make sure everyone's in the right areas. Do you reckon, mate, that there's still been a pretty positive pickup from from numbers, mate? You're not expecting to lose too many of your senior cohort or anything like that through uh, through different um, challenges throughout the grades. Uh, I don't think so. Um, I almost think it's had an adverse uh, reaction. Everyone's uh, well, a few mates are, of mine have actually shown a bit of interest in playing because of the shorter season. So. Um, you know, it'd be good to to see them if they if they actually stay true to their word. Um, but yeah, a few of them are, are pretty keen to um, play the sort of one round and, and see what they can do from there. Obviously, um, you know, there's obviously uh, existing players that have uh, 
they had the preseason under their belt, but um, I think they're pretty keen to get amongst it. Nice. And you expecting mate potentially a bit of a pickup from uh, from some of the the Q Cup teams or anything like that, mate? I know that um, obviously with the Q Cup season cancelled, there's potentially a few fellas around the traps who are looking to get a run um, elsewhere. Um, yeah, we do have one um, fellow who's actually a, a mate of the clubs, uh, Mitch Carpenter. Pretty, yeah, he's pretty keen. He, he was a Jeeps boy out of school, um, went away, played some rugby league in, in Toowoomba um, and is a very good friend of uh, a current player in the lower grades. And, um, yeah, over a few beers through the, through the, um, I guess, the off period we've just had, tried to twist his arm a little bit in, in coming down and he's obviously was keen to play some footy and, had to obviously get the all clear from his um, Q Cup side, but um, that's all gone ahead, which is positive. And yeah, he's keen to get down. And he was with us last night down at training. It's a win, mate. Um, in terms of mate, the as we mentioned, the volunteers who've gone through the COVID safe training and putting measures in place. Who's sort of driving it, mate? Um, at Brothers. Well, I uh, I only really know it from our perspective and, and with the directions we've been given, I don't really see too much of the lower lower grades field of an evening. But um, our uh, head of S&C, Jono Rosettis, um, he's taken a big hand in, in you know, running the, the Premier Grade squad um, through the whole protocol and uh, making sure that everyone's compliant of the, um, the rules and regulations. Um, looking at things in, into moving to the gym, he's almost as well set up a process to um, uh, try and – we've only got a small gym, obviously, at Brothers, but, um, yeah, he's trying to run a, I think, a four-person session or an eight-person session across the two levels um, and have eight guys in the gym for half an hour, three times a week, um, with a, I think over an hour and a half, so three different groups, yeah, something like that. So he's he's taken a big hand in making sure that we're all um, compliant with the uh, regulations that that have been set out. Nice. Um, now, mate, obviously, while all this sort of stuff's been put in process and we're starting to get back to some sort of, um, well, I'd love to say a level of normality, but it's definitely a new norm. Um, with regards, mate, to the down period um, where, you know, guys weren't allowed to be attending training, um, let alone been hanging out in groups and all that sort of stuff at Brothers, mate, what did um, some of the guys get up to in terms of training to try to keep ready for a return to play? Um, again, the club was pretty pretty confident that we would get some sort of a season in and... Um, as you touched on earlier, there was a bit of success last year and um, through the through the grades and wanting to sort of keep that as a, um, a consistency with the group. Um, you know, there, were, there was directions given by S&C coaches across all levels of certain programs and things like that. So, um, yeah, look, it was it was given to us to be a bit self-directed. So, um, I think. You know, a majority of guys got amongst it and the club had, um, you know, put the lines out for certain um, running drills and things like that, got the groundsman to do that for us. So 
yeah, I think a few guys were really taking advantage of it, which was good, and, and getting into it. That's a win, mate. Um, I know Stixie walked <laughs> yeah. us through uh, what some of his training was, albeit that it sounds like he was dodging uh, the fitness element. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he might have just been trying to go to the gym or something like that, have his lid off or something down there, just walking around while it's still reasonably warm. Uh, I love sticks, but I wouldn't be going around with his lid off, mate. He's got the dad bod rocking. <laughs> He'd 100% have a dad bod, but I can't really throw stones. That makes two of us, mate. <laughs> um, mate, obviously, you know, while we, we're just getting back into it, we're working towards, as you said, sort of that abbreviated season, 11 rounds. Um, there's still some sort of discussion to come as to whether or not the first few weeks are going to count for competition points. It might be that we play a few games and then we have nine rounds that count towards um, competition points for, for the Hospital Challenge Cup. Um Mate, how, how sort of excited are you for for the season ahead? And mate, just looking around the competition at sort of um, who might be in and out for other clubs, um, who do you reckon might sort of come out of this uh, this process well? Oh, I think um, the down period sort of thrown a bit of a spanner in the works. You know, you're generally um, able to see a couple of trial games and, and see who people have picked up. But as you mentioned, some clubs might have found guys from, you know, different areas or different codes that, um, you know, might be interested in throwing their hat at the in the ring um, for the season, being it shorter. Um, but there's no doubt clubs like um, Jeeps and obviously Uni um, being the Premiers last year, uh, they'll have a similar crew coming back and, uh, probably picked up a couple of people that are quite handy along the way, having a look at um, a bit of footage that you posted the other night. There was a couple of big names running around for them at training on Tuesday. Yeah, the Red Heavies have done all right, mate. Scotty Gale and Con Foley are a good mix. And then we all know that the Heavies uh, are sometimes light on on the front row. So Albert and A coming back is uh, definitely a positive for those fellas. Yeah, for sure. And um, those guys, uh, uh, yeah, having a look at... Um, well, thinking back to their team last year, there was obviously a few younger heads, I believe, that are coming through. Guys like Scotty and, and Con, who have captained at different levels, are uh, obviously a big help. And then having Albert up front um, will obviously give that front row a lot of confidence as well. I suppose the other element is with that sort of layoff from uh, from rugby, there's probably going to be a lot of guys who were potentially injured for the first half of the season that... Um, that could be, you know, fit and raring to go. So I'd be expecting that most squads will be sort of at full strength. Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, as you say, it does give everyone the opportunity to, to get back. Um, as I think we were saying earlier, um, the, the Rugby Australia's direction to um, not allow those contracted players that might be on the fringe to play club footy um, probably works works against some clubs but look that there's plenty of as you say plenty of players at clubs that are keen for that um, jersey and like um, like anyone if you give them an opportunity they most people take it with both hands and, and keen to give it a crack so yeah it, um, it'll be interesting to see who um, and with the short it'll be a short season um, with a lot of intensity to it because every match will count so um, I mean, not that it doesn't in the the two round season, but um, yeah, there'll be a lot more on the line 
for um, you know come those final couple of weeks. Well, I think it's worth mentioning, mate. Um, you know, there is a chance that those rules and all that sort of stuff can change. So, um, hopefully, by the time uh, okay. the season rolls around, the fellas might be able to, to come back and play. So, I'm hoping that's the case because I'm not allowed to go down to East at the moment either. Um, yeah, mate, I hope so too. <laughs> so, because um, obviously there's a couple of key guys, mate, that you guys would be hoping to come back, and we'll touch on that, mate. Obviously, with the three fellas that uh, that left the Reds, there's been a few guys come into the squad. Two of those being mm. Ryan Smith and Josh Fluke. Um, Smithy's obviously been um, toiling away, mate, for a couple of years, and has sort of got a look in now off the back of his um, NRC form last year as well. And Fluky's mate, definitely someone that's um, sort of burst onto the scene, mate, and has big reps as a young fella, mate. But once again, you guys must be stoked that Brothers is turning out some pretty uh, talented players for the for the next level of the game. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, you know, probably what's what's re- important to note of, of the two there, you know, Josh is a, a, an exceptional talent, um, came out of school. We played in the Premier Grade final and semi-final last year and was obviously a very consistent quality Colts player to get that opportunity. Um, but on the other hand, yeah, Smithy, uh, I know he played Colts too, for maybe a year or two, went into grades, obviously grew out a bit, thickened up um, and just worked his way, wanted to play at a higher level and, and kept putting his um, efforts in at training and the hard work off the field. And, you know, now he's um, potentially looking at a Super Rugby debut. Well, he's definitely done a couple of trials, but he'd be in a position um, with numbers-wise at, at the Reds now to um, have a crack at it. So I think as a, yeah, the two completely different stories and both, I mean, I'm not saying Josh doesn't work hard, but, um, you know, it just shows you the pathways that clubs can provide. No, that's a good shout, mate. Obviously not everyone's going to be a schoolboy talent first or second year out of school. It can take time and someone like a Scotty Malou is a good example of that. You know, he was in his uh, mid to late 20s, not actually playing rugby. His missus had put the hard word on him and, uh, and Thorny reached out to him to give him a shot and he's now capped for Samoa. So, you know, things yeah. can happen, you know, down the track. Yeah, for sure. So, no, it's it's um, it's good and it's great that those boys have got the opportunity. Um, I'm sure if they if they get the crack to, to play a couple of games, they'll do exactly what they do at, uh, at the club level and, and um, give it their best. Fluky actually looks like he's put on a fair bit of size, man. I don't know if you've seen him, but uh, he's not the, the string bean that he was this time last year. <laughs> well, that's good because um, he would have been about sixty kilos, ringing wet in one of those in that uh, grand final. But um, he certainly plays above his weight, and you know, so, uh, what's positive is he's a kid for the future for Australian rugby and um, and brothers, more importantly. <laughs> <laughs> fair call, fair call, um, mate. One question um, with regards to the season, as we mentioned, it's a, it's a shorter season; it's a bit of a sprint. We often see, mate, like a lot of clubs can play amazingly for the first half of a season and then drop off completely at the back end or the inverse, have a rough start and then sort of come good at the end of a season. I mean, UQ is a good example of that last year where they finished outside of the top four midway through the year and then came good at the back end or, you know, on the other end of the scale in 2018, Bond Uni were flying to begin with and were, I think they were second on the ladder at midway through the 2018 season and then fell away towards the back end. Um, with 
obviously, as we've mentioned, the COVID scenarios put a bit of a cloud in terms of uncertainty around a lot of clubs, mate. But with that short format, who who do you reckon as a club mate could potentially come together quite quickly and be able to deliver on that sort of shortened season? Oh, I think, um, you know, obviously pending the progression of the next few weeks, it's uh, it's those that have a bit of depth, as I touched on before. Like it's going to be quite an intense um, sort of 11, 11 weeks. Every game's going to matter. Um, and that's not to say, you know, teams don't try hard throughout, you know, an 18-round season, but... You've just got to have that sort of stock available. I, I would, I would think, as a as a big um, big thing moving forward into a final series. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be a, a probably quite a competitive um, comp and, and probably a great spectacle for for people to come down and watch. And you know whether that's allowed. Hopefully, it is by the time. But um, yeah, I probably couldn't point point out a, a certain team. Um, it's just making sure you're playing your game as best as possible and, um, you know, touch wood that the teams don't have many injuries and things like that so that, uh, you know, you're not relying on every other grade. But, yeah, I think that's where it'll come down to it, really, at the end of it, is that um, you've got a good good squad across, you know, ones and twos and that are all up for it when it's uh, required. Do you reckon potentially the clubs who've got sort of an established player base that's sort of carrying on from previous years are, could be at a bit of an advantage? I know you guys are probably in that sort of scenario, whereas a club like um, like a West or a Sunnybank at the moment that have probably gone through a fair bit of turnover in the last 12 months and new coaches coming in, they've sort of, they haven't got a lot of uh, leeway in terms of having some games to sort of get into a groove and develop, you know, whether it's a new halves combination or something like that. Um, whereas, you know, probably for you guys, um, like Easts, um, a GPS, who where they've sort of got the same sort of core, um, mm-hmm. probably makes things a bit easier to, to run into the season. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I could say that now and probably round two or three, the, the two leading teams will be West and Sunnybank. Um, I think, you know, given the, well, after the off period, the limited pre-season, it's probably going to be the clubs that, that um, you know, get into their work in the next sort of six to seven weeks, whatever it might be, making sure that they've got their game down because at the end of the day, um, when it comes to those 11, nine rounds, whatever it might be, um, it's those that can play their best footy and limit the other team. Um, you know, obviously to a lower score that are that are going to do well, and and if you, you know, if you've got a longer season, you can sort of you know work on your game whilst worrying about another team each week and devoting a bit of time. But um, I think from my perspective, if you focus on on your um, your roles as a team and how your gameplay will be, um, I think that'll go a long way. That's probably a fair point, mate. It all is a bit. Um, it's a great unknown at the moment, I suppose. Yeah, it's, it's it's so hard to predict. Uh, it, yeah, you never know who who's gone to who and which clubs. And uh, and as I just touched on, it's going to be a great spectacle. And as I say, I hope uh, by then we can get plenty of people down to um, each club because I know um, the clubs themselves will will love as many people through the doors, buying buying food, buying drinks, and 
um, you know, getting him through this 2020. It's quite funny, obviously. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed, mate. Obviously, uh, Scott Morrison announced today that when stage three kicks in, all stadiums will be able to operate at sort of 25% capacity. So hopefully that then uh, filters down to some, some club rugby crowds. Yeah, for sure. That'd be great. Now, Tommy, before I let you go, mate, we've got to ask the question. Has there been much chat, mate, on Brothers virtual format with Hospital Challenge Cup V? <laughs> it was, it was a, some, some glim weeks there, mate. <laughs> I think um, I think we just fooled ourselves and just said, oh, you know, we mustn't be uh, we mustn't be gamers. We'll just stick to the real thing. So yeah, I I, um, I can't comment. I'm horrendous at. Um, I've never really played PlayStation. And, I was glad I never got the call to play, but um, the boys that did play all gave it a good crack and it was good that we ended up with a couple of points eventually uh, at the end of the season there. Well, mate, Hopefully get... the form doesn't relate to um, the uh, Queensland Premier Rugby 2020. Well, mate, besides... Taking UQ out of the equation, mate, it was almost like the ladder got flipped on its head in terms of <laughs> bottom four and top four. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. As I say, hopefully it um, doesn't relate to the uh, the actual season this year, and it can um, yeah do a bit better than that. Yeah, we should point out that UQ also relied on their fifth grade stock to uh, to get the job done. Yeah, uh, oh, mate, I'll have to um, check in with the rules next year. You might have to um, put some put some finer print in there and, and make sure everyone's sticking to it. But no, good on them. That's, I think it was a great concept that you ran there to uh, keep the market engaged, mate. Good stuff on that. No, thanks, mate. I'm just sitting here regretting never uh, hitting up Simon Marley to get in the mix, mate. <laughs> mate, I don't know how much you could have um, aired of that, that video. It would have been a constant beat um, with every second word, you know, being a profanity. Well, mate, I can tell you the uh, the last round was an interesting one where we had Felsman um, roll in like five minutes late for his game and uh, he'd just come off a big, uh, I think there was a few brothers guys together for um, some, some social distance beers that, that lasted uh, all night. Yeah, no, that's um, <laughs> Felsy actually does that in the season, bar the, um, the beers before, he's, he's a very cool cat, rolls in probably about a minute before you have to run out and uh, he's still got his boots and socks to put on. So, yeah, nothing really phases him. But, um, yeah, I think there was a couple of – he might have had a sore head that day. Ah, well, he got the job done in the end. He uh, yeah. provided some entertaining footy that day. So, fair crack to him. Oh, that's good. I did have a laugh at um, that chip and chase that got put on you the other day, Saucy. That was pretty good viewing. Oh, mate. Look, I'm not much for PlayStation either, mate. Call of Duty is my gear. I was never great at sports games, mate. Yeah, that's the way. Oh, good. All right, mate. Well, thanks very much for joining us today, Tom. Much appreciated. And, uh, mate, hopefully you enjoy some uh, some COVID-safe training over the next few weeks and uh, we'll look forward to getting back into some proper contact sort of stuff um, when stage three restrictions kick in. Yeah, for sure. appreciate you having me on, Saucy, and um, looking forward to the uh, the season when it rolls around. Sounds good, mate. We'll see how, uh, how brothers can go one better this year, eh? Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> All good, mate. Cheers. Thanks, Saucy. Thank you.